The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Super Bowl champion Sean King. I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VCND Sports Betting Network. And approaching this Sunday's Week 9 NFL slate, Sean, we are at the midway point of the NFL season. Joining us now here on the nightcap is Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus. Sam, thanks so much for giving us a couple of minutes here on the nightcap. And let's jump right into an exciting game, I think, that we're going to see on Sunday in the Green Bay Packers at the Kansas City Chiefs with Jordan Love at quarterback. Do you agree with the massive line move to put this from a pick to a plus seven to seven and a half point spread for the Packers as dogs here in Arrowhead? Yeah, I think you have to agree with a huge line move. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, PFF, uh, our, our green line tool, our betting tool, um, and our power rankings, they kind of quantify how much each quarterback is worth to the point spread. You know, if they if they go out and they're replaced by a replacement-level quarterback, Aaron Rodgers is worth, you know, one of the, the highest amounts of any quarterback. I think he's seven and a half points. Um, we're giving Jordan Love half-point credit for being slightly better than a replacement-level quarterback. So I think it's probably about right. But the, the unknown here is that Jordan Love could kind of be anything, you know, we don't know yet. He was a first round pick, clearly has a lot of talent, can make a lot of big time throws, but sort of look like a young Josh Allen in the glimpses that we saw of him. So this performance could be anything from really good against a, a very bad Kansas City defense to self destructive and, you know, a bit of a disaster with plenty of turnovers in there as well. You know, Sam, how much does what's going on in other places factor into the impact you think not having Aaron Rodgers is going to have? And here's what I mean by that. All of a sudden, Dak Prescott is out. Cooper Rush comes in. Dallas wins outright. All of a sudden, Baker Mayfield's out. Case Keenum fills in. Browns win outright. All of a sudden, Zach Wilson's out. Mike White fills in. Jets win outright. So it seems like these backup quarterbacks, in some instances – are either injecting new energy or just playing better, and the teams are actually winning. So we're looking at potentially Colt McCoy in Arizona, Trevor Simeon definitely in New Orleans. 
Um, PJ Walker. PJ, PJ Walker, maybe in Carolina. Jordan Love is there in Green Bay. Like, how should we approach this weekend with all these backup quarterbacks? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure there's a common thread between them, except that I don't think a backup quarterback is quite the death sentence that it used to be to a team. You know, I think the standard of quarterbacks in the NFL is higher than it used to be. And maybe it's not that there's more elite quarterbacks than there ever have been, but I think it's that the difference between like the 25th best quarterback in the NFL and the 35th or even the 45th is not as big as it once was. You know, it used to be the case that if you had to go to the bench, it was game over. Forget about it. Your team was done. I think that's not the case anymore. And there's a lot of backup quarterbacks that are actually capable of coming in, having a good game, particularly with some time to, to get up to speed and to get to grips with a game plan and actually execute at a reasonably high level. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of quietly encouraged that Jordan Love could have a pretty good game. That Kansas City defense is bad. Okay, Arrowhead is a, is a bad place to be starting. Um, as a young quarterback in terms of crowd noise and all those kinds of things. But, you know, as long as Daniel Sorensen and Ben Neiman and those kind of guys are out in the field, he's going to have some places to go with the football. And if he doesn't shoot himself in the foot, I think there is a good chance that Jordan Love in particular can have a, a good game this weekend. Sam Munson from PFF here on the nightcap. Sam, I have a rule. I always get on Tim's case. Don't bet with bad teams. Mm. But unfortunately, Miami, 1-7. Houston, one and seven. But I happen to think that Tyrod Taylor is in the top half of quarterbacks when healthy in this league. Convince me why I should not take the Houston Texans on the money line at Miami Sunday. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Tyrod Taylor had the Texans looking good at the start of the season. Now it didn't last for very long because he didn't last for very long before he got injured and missed the rest of the time. Um, but if he comes back and plays the way he was playing before he went down, the Texans are not a terrible side with him at quarterback. He is, you know, I, I'm not sure I'd go quite as strong as you and say top half of quarterbacks, but I get where you're going. I mean, Tyrod Taylor is a talented quarterback. He's got a big arm. He can make spectacular throws. Um, he's very athletic and can make a lot of things happen on the ground to kind of pick up plays that aren't necessarily there. And Miami's defense has been massively disappointing. So you know, Davis Mills hasn't shown a ton. And if he was the starter, I, I wouldn't be confident at all. But I do think that Tyrod Taylor completely transforms what the Texans are capable of doing. Sam, the Cleveland Browns obviously dealing with a lot of, you know, off-the-field distractions with Odell Beckham Jr. now not going to be on the team anymore. But this is still a banged-up football team, right? They're going to be without tackle Jack Conklin for a while. Uh, obviously, the injuries at the running back position. Baker Mayfield is not 100%. And the Bengals, yes, coming off a bad loss to the Jets, but that was a classic sandwich scenario coming off the high of the win against the Ravens and looking ahead to this Browns matchup. I think it's actually a buy-low spot for the Bengals, and I'm going to keep fading this Browns team, which has not looked good with all of their injuries. Uh, how have you assessed this Browns team with all the injuries that they've been dealing with? Yeah, it hasn't looked good. Um, but on the other hand, like a lot of the things that you would expect to fall off with those injuries haven't necessarily done so. Like When they lost all the running backs and they were down some offensive linemen, Darrenis Johnson comes in as a monster day, and they're still able to uh, dominate on the ground. So I'm not sure that the there's that much reason to dislike the Browns overall, even with all the injuries. And the big unknown is, is what Baker Mayfield looks like now that Odell Beckham is gone. And for, I think it's, it's reached the point now where they were worse when Odell Beckham was on the field. I, I'm not sure that anybody knows why, but the fact that they were worse seems to be pretty um, undeniable at this point, to the point where even the team you know, recognizes it and says, we are better off without this guy on the roster, let alone out there on the field on Sunday. So it's going to be interesting to see if that does have some kind of positive effect that all of a sudden Baker Mayfield starts to look just a little bit better because maybe he's not having to think about where where Odell Beckham is or, or trying to make sure he's involved in the game plan or, or whatever it was that was making that situation just not function. Um, I think there is a chance that suddenly this Browns offense does look better. Yeah, there's a five-alarm five fire in Cleveland. If you can get out before everything burns down, get out. 
because <laughs> I was on local radio there. They are not happy with Baker. They're not happy with the coach. They're not happy with Odell. You know, I did have a follow-up question for you, Sam. I know you're very locked in to what's going on behind the scenes regarding the National Football League. So on the surface, all we know is that Aaron Rodgers is not available for the Kansas City game. Moving forward, what, in your opinion, what are you hearing are going to be the actual ramifications of his positive COVID test moving forward? I don't think there's going to be any in terms of the team. The NFL is not allowed to suspend him like that's written into the the kind of rules that they agreed with the nflpa and all these COVID protocols and and situations so the most i think that can happen is he'll get fined for this unless they decide that you know the interview with pat mcafee or whatever that that his explanation somehow elevated this beyond the normal um just COVID breaches but otherwise i i don't see an awful lot happening i think they'll slap him with some kind of fine, but I think within the building, he's got support, you know, not just, I think the team, the roster, I think he has a hundred percent support within that building. Maybe there's some guys that feel differently in terms of, um, you know, weren't happy with the idea of him going around uh, unvaccinated or or whatever. But I think generally he's not going to suffer from, you know, coming out and suddenly that roster or the team feels betrayed or let down by him. I think they're a hundred percent on his side. And if anything, it would have a, a kind of galvanizing effect of, you know, us versus the world. Sam, how devastating is it to the Tennessee Titans to lose Derrick Henry? We know how the numbers that he's put up and certainly how important he is to that offense in terms of just not only him getting the football, but having to game plan against him in all aspects of the game without him now, regardless of whether it's Adrian Peterson stepping in or Jerry McNichols or whoever, uh, how devastating is this Titans offense now? Yeah, if it was any other running back, I think we would be playing it down and saying it's not a big deal. Running backs are a product of their, you know, the run blocking and all these kinds of things. But Derrick Henry is different, and even you know, the analytics guys, the PFF and the data scientists, even those guys have been saying, yeah, Derrick Henry does matter in a way that other running backs don't. And I think we're going to start to see how much he was impacting that entire offense. Ryan Tannehill is the number one graded quarterback in the NFL using play action this season. All of a sudden, I'm betting that play action becomes less effective because there's no Derrick Henry there. So you're not going to see these eight-man stacked boxes. You're not going to see these teams you know, attacking downhill at the first sign of a run fake. Ryan Tannehill is going to have to win through the air. Honestly, he's going to have to win with teams defending the pass, and he probably hasn't seen that since Miami. Yeah, it's, it's certainly going to be an interesting game Sunday night in L.A. Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus. Appreciate the time, as always, here on the Nightcap. Anytime, guys. Stay easy. There he is. I'm Scott Seidenberg. He is Sean King. I'm in for Tim Murray. It is the Nightcap. Coming up next, let's get the story from the book. Chris Andrews from the South Point will join the program. We'll talk about some of these line moves, like the Aaron Rodgers line move, like the line move with the Titans now without Derrick Henry going into L.A. on Sunday night. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. yours with the Yellowstone Football Prediction Challenge. Join the free-to-play prediction pool and compete for $10,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Yellowstone to get in on the action, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. You watch Yellowstone? You know, I've heard a lot about it. I uh, Fantastic. I've heard it's unbelievable. And I am going to start. Now, the one difficult thing when you coach college football, you don't have any time for that. Yeah. yeah not, so. not even on the planes, the iPads, or you're watching game film? Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> just the flights aren't long enough. Okay. You know, especially in the AAC, everything's regional. You're not really going, you know, on a long trip. But Makes sense. It is, it is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, speaking of what's phenomenal is uh, Chris Andrews over at the South Point, and Chris joins us here on the Nightcap on VSIN. I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray. He is Sean King. I'm sure Chris watches Yellowstone because this guy watches everything. You know, he's he's on top of everything. <laughs> What's going uh, on, Chris? No, no, I don't. Sorry to disappoint you. I don't do that. Well, what you do watch is everything going on in the world of sports. And, and you know what I've been watching before we even get to what's happening is Chris has been hating, hating on H A T I N G on my fighting Mel Tucker's really from week one. And so I just uh, had to say, Chris, it gave me great pleasure when Jim Harbaugh did what he always does in these clutch moments and big games when everyone's watching and trotted the freshman back out there for the second time and he fumbled and gave us life. I thought of you. Wow. Well, Sean, you know, I, I've expressed my mea culpa numerous times this <laughs> <laughs> That I am guilty of. Uh, this is not a recent phenomenon. I have been underrating Michigan State for probably 20 years, <laughs> and you know I am one of those guys. I look a lot at the recruiting, and they recruit a lot of three-star athletes, and they're going against four and five-star athletes. But they've been coaching them up, and you know your man Mel, he's been doing a hell of a job coaching them up, just like uh, you know D'Antonio did. Uh, you know all those years, uh, you know that he had that he was at the helm. So, you know, my kudos to the coaching staff. Um, they really do, I mean, probably one of the finest jobs in the country. Year in and year out, they really do. And, you know, Sean, I have tried to express that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and, and right before, it's, like it's falling on deaf ears. And, and, Chris, right before Scott turns into an actual real interview, <laughs> uh, I do have one last request. Can you please make Ohio State, like, minus four touchdowns maybe? When we play Michigan, Michigan State in a couple uh, of weeks, you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what, what would you, be beyond my fiduciary <laughs> responsibilities. What you have been able to do is make Sparty a field goal favorite at Purdue, and I'll, I'll just yeah. jump right in, Chris. How's the action been on that game? Because to me, it seems like everyone is on the Boilermakers to pull an upset here. Well, you know. That's not quite true. The ticket count is really highly in favor of Michigan State. Wow. Now, the big money, the money that I, I respect is on Purdue. And, you know, listen, all kidding aside, I think it's just a tough spot for Michigan State. Uh, you know, a huge win, a monstrous win last week uh, against Michigan, and really, which was one of, 
you know, the, not only the best college game of the year, but the best college game of probably in maybe two or three years. Um, and they're going to come down out to play a, a Purdue team that's pretty good and, you know, kind of primed for an upset, sort of. You know, they're going to be at home. And even though I don't give a lot of credence to home field advantage in a lot of spots, I think it does mean something in this spot. And I think Purdue's going to be tough to beat. And, uh, you know, I'm hanging at three right now. And I think if I go to three and a half, the wise guy's going to jump in and take that three and a half on Purdue. Yeah, I think so. Uh, another game that's an interesting line here is Wake Forest, number nine, undefeated yeah. now, going to North Carolina, catching two and a half. How's the money and the tickets been coming in uh, on the Deacons? Well, that's one of those games where all the money is on North, all the money's on North Carolina. All the tickets are on uh, Wake Forest, and this looks like a classic, uh, you know, public versus mm-hmm. drunk guys bet. Uh, I got to tell you. I'm not so sold on North Carolina. Um, you know, I, and I think Clawson at Wake Forest has just done a fantastic job over the years, somewhat under the radar. Uh, ESPN had a great article on him today. I, I read about half of it, and then I got busy. I'm going to have to read the rest maybe tonight. <laughs> but he's just done a hell of a job there. And, you know, Mac Brown, you know, we talk about recruiting, which I've mentioned, it's a huge part of college football. Mac Brown, great recruiter. I'm not sure he's always the greatest coach. And I really expected big things out of North Carolina this year. And, you know, they looks like they are maybe starting to get it together a little bit. But uh, all the wise guys on North Carolina this week, I'm not sure they have the right side. I think the public might have the right side in this one. Uh, is this one of the highest totals that you're going to set this season? I hope so. I, I can't remember a higher one. <laughs> We're at seventy-seven. They're still betting me over. Um, I don't know. I don't. If I posted an eighty this year, I don't think I have. This year, I no. This year, 80. no. I think yeah. maybe. I think maybe you had probably years past, like a Texas Tech game or something that was in the eighties. But yeah. no, not, not here. Tech, Hawaii with some of those June Jones teams. I think. I think we did an eighty-two one time on one of them. You know, but uh, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, some coaches are starting to figure out this run-pass option. But still, this is, this is a hell of a high total. But what did Wake put up against Army? 70, 70, 70 themselves. 70 yeah. Something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, uh, they, they can light up the scoreboard pretty quick. So, I, I, we'll see what happens there. Like I said, they, I'm at 77. They're still betting me over. And I, I, you know, I'm going to have to go begging for some under money here. <laughs> Yeah, John. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, another game that I certainly have have been looking at here, Chris, is the uh, Ole Miss Liberty game. I was going to say that, that number I, was funny. I love this Liberty team, uh, and and going up yeah. against Ole Miss, you know, who's just gone through the ringer here of their SEC schedule. This is not a normal late SEC, you know, scheduling game where you would get like the Charleston Southerns or the Mercers. Like, no, this is a Liberty team with a former Heisman favorite in Malik Willis coming into town, and oh, by the way. Hugh Freeze back in Oxford for the first time. Uh, you know, I guess it was as high as double digits. It's under 10 now. Um, ha- have people been betting Liberty? That's why the line has been moving here, uh, Chris? Well, this is one of our highest bet games of the week. I guess they have money on both sides. And, uh, you know, Mississippi quarterback, all of a sudden, we were looking for, you know, NFL scouts to, you know, be in the be in the stands really scouting both these guys or, you know, potential NFL quarterbacks, and uh, now Mississippi has a little bit of a problem. Uh, their quarterback is, uh, you know, has an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. He's not 100%. Uh, Liberty, just the opposite. I think they're really primed for this game. You mentioned Hugh Freeze coming back. You know, I use this as one of my games of the year because I knew this was going to be yeah. a big one and bring out a lot of drama. And I had a lot of play uh, as one of the games of the year. You know, and I, I'm pretty sure I... I opened and closed at 10, but with some two-way action on that game. So very reflective of what this number is now. Now, it did drop a little bit today uh, with the quarterback situation at Mississippi, uh, but I'm still writing a lot of tickets both ways, and I think it's going to be a hell of a game. I I wish it was a little later in the day because it's a 9 o'clock. If it was later, I think we'd really write a lot of business on it. But, you know, those 9 o'clock games, they they bring out everybody and get everybody – in the seats, and uh, everybody gets their parlay started early. But this is going to bring a lot of action one way or the other. Now, Chris, do you guys factor into your numbers the personality of the coaches? 
because I know Lane very well. Me and Lane grew up together. Monty Kiffin, D coordinator in Tampa. Lane was always around. You know, I know him well. He knows Hugh Freeze used to be the head coach at Ole Miss. And every part of him wants to show Hugh Freeze up. Do you take any of those kind of factors into making a line for a game like this? Well, you know, I'm really a numbers guy. I kind of let the numbers speak for themselves. But at some point, you do have to take into account the emotion. But how do you judge the emotion in this game? Because I'm sure Hughes Freeze wants to come in there and win, too. You know, and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Lane, I know Lane, he's maybe like, people have a lot of different opinions on Lane. I I like him as a coach. I think he's done pretty well. Uh, So I think there's a lot of strong personalities, strong feelings on both sides of, of this game. So, uh, you know, to that effect, I really have let the numbers speak for themselves. Um, I think 10 is a good number. I thought it was a good number in the, uh, you know, the preseason. Yeah, I think it was a pretty good number now. And, of course, uh, the quarterback situation from Mississippi maybe has it dropping a little bit. I'm not sure what he is 100% uh, going to be, uh, you know, hindered at all. I'm not positive about that. Hey, Chris, but, uh, you know, I think – I'm sorry, go ahead. Chris, in about 30 seconds, because we got to hit a break, is there any game that kind of it's skewed, you think the the money's on the wrong side that you see this weekend before we let you go? Uh, yeah, I like West Virginia. I think that's a really, uh, you know, that's a big home field advantage. You know, I, I've, I'm from Pittsburgh, and I've gone into West Virginia and seen some of those games, and all the money's on Oak State. I, I think that game should be closer to Pickham or maybe even West Virginia a favorite. Oh, well, I'm on uh, the Mountaineers here. Chris, appreciate the time. Okay. Thank you so much, as always. Chris Andrews from the South Point. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Point. He is Sean King. This is the Nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mid-season football special is here. For only $99, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VSIN.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray alongside Super Bowl champion Sean King. It is the nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We just got done talking with Chris Andrews from the South Point about some college football games, and uh, we touched on one, uh, Sean, that's my favorite pick of the day, mm-hmm. and that's Liberty. I got them at when it was 10. Uh, it's dropped down now, 9.5. I've seen 9s on the board as well. And I think Liberty not only covers against Ole Miss, but I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on this money line at around plus 300 because I think they can absolutely go into Oxford to win this game. A couple of factors here. You look at Ole Miss, and they, when I talk about, have gone through the ringer here, the grind of their SEC schedule. They had the emotional game against Alabama, get your popcorn ready, all that stuff. Okay, you lose that game. It takes a lot out of you. Then you play a back-and-forth shootout game against Arkansas where Sam Pittman decides to go for two at the end. You hold on to win Mm 52-51. Then you have Lane Kiffin returning to Neyland Stadium to play Tennessee. Fans are throwing things at him as he's walking off the field. Emotional game there. Then, as our very own Wes Reynolds points out, a huge game against LSU, not because it's LSU, but because it was Eli Manning Jersey Retirement Day. And, oh, by the way, the biggest quarterback recruit in the country is his nephew, Arch Manning, right. who you invited to the ceremony. And, and, you know, you want to make a big impression and all that stuff. So big, you had to win that game. Right. And then you lose to Auburn. And with that loss to Auburn, Ole Miss now has no chance to get to the SEC championship game. Had they beaten Auburn, all they would need is for Auburn to win the Iron Bowl against Alabama, Mm -hmm. come up with a three-way tie, and then there's a scenario where they could have actually gotten in to the SEC championship game. But now those hopes are gone. 
These players now are getting a break in their SEC schedule. Next week, they play against number 14, Texas A&M, as they get back into the conference schedule. These games are usually reserved for the Charleston Southerns of the world, the Southern Universities, Mercer, Georgia State. No offense to those programs, but these are the ones that are, you know, the feeder fish for the SEC as they like to take a break at the end. Like, look at Alabama. Alabama next week, I believe, plays... New Mexico State. Right. You know, this is what happens in the SEC schedule. For Ole Miss now, this is their break. To welcome in a Liberty program that over the past two seasons is covering spreads like no other, right? They're led by a former Heisman candidate, or should still be a Heisman candidate, in Malik Willis. Their defense is ridiculous. They They lose a stupid game to UL Monroe, which is just inexplicable. I don't think that half the kids on Ole Miss even know where Liberty is located. It's in Virginia, by the way. Right. And I think that with Hugh Freeze, the former Ole Miss coach, and yes, I know he did it to himself. He had all the uh, off-the-field stuff with the, uh, right. we don't need to get into why. But, he had uh, a burner phone. He, find, he found himself out of there for good reason. But you can't tell me this game doesn't mean something to him. And you can't tell me that he's not talking to his players all week about how important this game is. The first time ever he's taking a team into Oxford. And for Malik Willis, how does this kid not play with a chip on his shoulder when the other quarterback on the other sideline is the second or third favorite for the Heisman Trophy and you're an afterthought? When you, Malik Willis, have six more Passing touchdowns mm-hmm. than Matt Corral, yet Matt Corral is the darling of college football, and you're an afterthought? You've thrown 21 touchdowns, six more than Matt Corral, yet he's the Heisman favorite, and you're an afterthought. I'm telling you, Liberty comes in with a chip on their shoulder, with energy, with excitement. They're a non-conference team. They're, 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 on a, they're an independent team. They don't play in any conference. This is their opportunity to play the big, bad SEC and come away with a program-building victory. It's the same mentality that they had last year when they went into Vatech and they covered and barely lost a 15-14 game when they should have won that one outright, their only loss of the season. Liberty covers this spread, and I'm telling you, they win it outright. You make a very compelling argument. Good, I always do. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Um, very passionate. I actually want to agree with you, but I'd be going against what I really believe. And hear me out, because here's why. Sure. Because I don't think you're wrong. I just think you're in the wrong season. And it was to NC State, by the way, last right. year, not Batek. Right. Excuse me. For Liberty. I don't think you're wrong. I just think you're in the wrong season. Because I think Liberty and Coastal Carolina have the same issue. Same issue that Cincinnati does. Their teams last year... Were people, better. People are taking them seriously this year. Better. They were yeah. better than their teams this year. So even though they're winning, even though they're still capable, their talent across the board, talking top 22, just isn't as good. Coastal can't defend the run all of a sudden. All of a sudden, Liberty struggles to run the football. They can't pass protect. Cincinnati, they can't win by margin because they're not explosive on offense. You know, so it's kind of one of those deals where you make a lot of good points. I just think the competition that Ole Miss has faced is so much better mm-hmm. than what Liberty's going to present. And then Lane will make sure they're ready to play because of the head coach on the other sideline. I just, even though I want to pull for Liberty, I think Malik Willis is inconsistent, but I think he's an elite talent. When you just break down the parts, I don't think they can stay within a single-digit game or Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't think, I don't think. We also oh, have to consider Matt Corral is banged up. But I don't know He's how got, banged up. You know, Lane been beating that up. drum for two yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they do have injuries to their receiving right. core as well. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Can Liberty protect when they want to throw the ball? Because when we watched the Syracuse game, that's what kept jumping off the screen. Mm-hmm. Every time they got in third down, that O-line just couldn't hold up against a Power 5 conference defensive pass rush. And that's what worries me because Ole Miss, even though they're not great defensively, they have elite athletes sure. on defense. So that's mm-hmm. the thing that surprises me. But I'll say this. The reason that Matt Corral is in front of Malik Willis in the Heisman running, because Malik Willis hadn't really played like a Heisman candidate, but he's capable. 
In the games we've watched, Syracuse very average, inconsistent yep. most of the game. Other game, uh, Louisiana Monroe, second half, played abysmal, throwing the ball to the other team, ended up losing. So it's an opportunity for him. If he has a Heisman caliber game, they have a shot. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff in Oxford. And I don't think that the fans are going to be out in full force because it's not a, it's not a, a LSU. They don't have it's else not to do. Texas A&M. Yeah, they don't have anything else to do in Oxford. It's Liberty. Yeah. You know, I just think that tickets for this game, they're the cheapest you're going to find all season right now. With and you coming back? Maybe that's a reason to bring fans in the in, Don't in think the seats. that that burner phone he had was only for Tampa now. I mean, come on. You sent out that mass email. I'm back, baby! Uh, all right, we, we differentiate on this one, but I, I'm on Liberty. I'm not going to bet the game, though, so I'm pulling for you. I've already have bet it, so wish me luck. I got yep. Liberty plus the 10 Absolutely. points, and I am sprinkling a little bit on Liberty money line. Be a heck of a story. A game that, that I'm really torn on, and I love the American Athletic Conference. I really do. And if you follow me, I've bet the American more than anybody. Last week, I had Houston as my top play over SMU, and it came down to the kickoff return. Why they kicked the matter. ball to him, it I have no idea. It didn't even matter because I think Houston wins that game anyway. If they go into overtime or if it's a touchback, they still got like 20 seconds to complete two or three passes and get into field goal range with time, with a timeout. SMU's bad on defense. Yes, exactly. So now SMU takes that bad defense on the road once again after having their dreams of a perfect season or their dreams of an undefeated matchup with Cincinnati just crushed. And now they go to Memphis, who has a tremendous record as a home underdog. The only thing that gives me hesitation for taking Memphis here, plus the four and a half or five points, is the status of quarterback Seth Hennigan. If he plays, I think Memphis wins this game. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't play... I don't know if I can play it because we saw what Peter Parrish, the LSU transfer, did two weeks ago against UCF. The defense actually for Memphis played well against UCF, held them to 21 points or 24 points, but the offense couldn't do anything. The kid found out he was starting like an hour or so before kickoff. Right Now they've had a bye week to actually put a game plan in for him. How much does that help a quarterback now? A lot. Um, and again, it's just been hard for me to trust Memphis. They lost a temple. Yeah. UTSA at home. And that's generally a, a pretty crazy environment there. They do support the Memphis Tigers, that mm -hmm. fan base. You know, I would say this. I, I probably would lean more to the over. I just think SMU is so good offense. I mean, the quarterback's thrown for 32 touchdowns. Yeah. They have two running backs. They have three receivers. I mean, they have dudes. Now, defensively, they're not very good. And I'm with you. 70 and a half. I'll take the over. I think sometimes American athletics starting to the whack. 36, 35 games. Yeah. <laughs> He's Sean King. I'm Scott Seidenberg. More here on the Nightcap here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. A lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Scott Sadenberg in for Tim Murray alongside Sean King. It is the nightcap here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We'll be joined by uh, Jared Smith, who joins us every Friday on the program, coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, before we get back into the NFL and the college football games with Jared coming up uh, soon, I got I had to, I have to touch on the NBA, Sean, because okay. what we have seen on this Friday night slate is some ridiculous comebacks. We had two. 20-point comebacks on this card, including my Knicks, who were four-and-a-half, five-point underdogs, Mm -hmm. down 21 points to the Milwaukee Bucks. Not only do they come back and cover, but they come back and win the game outright by double digits, 113-98, cashing. My Knicks money line bet and just an incredible comeback in the second half. I feel like we've seen these a lot in the NBA early on here. I agree. I think the market is slow to catch up with some maybe misperceptions that existed. One mm-hmm. being that Dallas is going to be good. They stink. But <laughs> I don't feel like the odds have caught up. Cleveland is actually vastly oh, yes. improved yep. from last year. I don't think they've caught up. Uh I don't think they had any idea that the magic could be that bad. This like, is this is the first day, by the way, in the last 25 years in which multiple games saw both teams lead by 20-plus points yeah. in a game. Which is really ridiculous. You want to talk about swings. I guess it's ridiculous that... Clippers uh, trailed by 21 and they won. Knicks trailed by 21 and they won. The best players in the entire world can't... Sustain a 20 point lead. That's the craziest thing ever. (laughs) You you mentioned the Cavs. The Cavs, I believe now, who won as a five to six point underdog against the Toronto Raptors, I believe they're seven and one now in their last eight games. They're uh, good. They're playing good. The big center who got paid all the money. No, the one that. uh, uh, Jared Allen, is, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they but pair him up now with Evan Mobley, who yeah. they drafted out of USC. And then the guard from uh, Colin Sexton, from Alabama, mm-hmm. I think it was. Colin I mean, Sexton, yeah. I mean, they've got a good nucleus. Is Kevin Love still in Cleveland? Yeah, Kevin Love and Ricky Rubio coming off the bench. Like this is a good team. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll tell you who's not a good team, and that's the Lakers. Yeah. Yet for some reason, they're the, favorites every night. Yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah. So uh, coming up on Saturday, the Lakers are in Portland against the Trailblazers. Uh, don't have a line on that just yet. Let's see if I can get one right now. Lakers are a pick right now. Uh, oh no, that's not that's not the game. Uh, no line just yet for Saturday's game for the Lakers and the uh, Blazers. But if you see the Lakers line up as a road favorite against the Blazers, is it auto fade territory? Absolutely. You know, I just, I don't know what's going on in L.A. I just think when you get a lot of veterans, they always have, like, this internal belief that we'll turn it on when we need to. But I do think home court is important when you get older. I think sleeping in your own bed matters (laughs) for old people. You know what I mean? So the things that they don't think are important, now I think I'll catch up with them later. I'll ask you this question. Thus far through the first, what is it, about eight, nine games Mm -hmm. most teams have played? Yeah. If you had to give... Two futures bets, one for an Eastern Conference, one for a Western Conference team to win the championship based on what you saw. Mm-hmm. Who would it be? Miami Heat, 16-1. to 1. No hesitation. I agree. 
I was Miami Heat 16. They were 25 or 28 to 1 before the season started. It's down to 16 to 1 now. The Miami Heat are the best team in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. And I talked about this during the week. Um, my buddy James Alberino at Spread Investor joins me each every week on the program, and he's so high on the Miami Heat. And, and what I agreed with him, and, and he said something, you know, that was uh, I don't call profound, but the Miami Heat last season were coming off um, a very short offseason. Mm hmm. They were banged up, and they didn't play that well. But let's not forget that this was a team mm-hmm. that about a calendar year ago was in the NBA Finals in the bubble Very true. against the Lakers. And they've gotten better. They have. P.J. Tucker, um, Kyle, Kyle Lowry, Lowry yep. and, and Tyler Hero playing well. This is a team that has gotten better. This is a team that's averaging, forget about the game, on Thursday night against the Celtics, which was uh, atrocious. But this is still the highest-scoring team in the NBA this season. Huh? The Miami Heat, to me, at 16-1, to 1 are the play for an Eastern Conference team to go to the NBA Before Finals. I get your Western Conference uh, answer, yeah. does Udonis have, like, a lifetime contract? And he's still actually he's on the like roster. Player, captain, coach, whatever they call those things. <laughs> now, you know, great, is it, is, a great job if you can get it right. It's like uh, uh, semi-pro Jackie Moon. You know, he's like the player, owner, coach. So when you look at the Western Conference: Golden State mm-hmm. six and one, Utah seven and one. You going with those two, or you think there's a dark horse maybe that that has potential? Uh, it's hard to go against Golden State based off what you've seen so far mm-hmm. during this season. I mean, their margin of victory right now is what's the most impressive. And and uh, tonight they're playing. They're up seventy nine sixty two right now on the Pelicans. I believe they closed as a nine point favorite. Um, you know, they've been trailing at the halves in some of these games. Uh, not so much here tonight, but. They've been dominating the second half in these games. And you look at the Warriors, 6-1 and one on the year. If they win tonight, they'll be 7-1. and one. But it's the margin that has to stand out to you because they are just dominating teams. And think about this. Klay Thompson will and, come back and at some Wiseman point. have not played yeah. yet. Yeah. What are, what are the odds right now to win it all? The, I know Heat, you said it was 16-1. The Heat were 16-1. to one. The, uh, Right now, the Warriors are plus 850. So the Warriors plus 850, the Miami Heat are plus 1,600. So, so Warriors plus 850, they're your fourth favorite or your third favorite co with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. All right, I like it. I definitely was going with the Heat. I didn't really have an idea. I would have taken in the West whoever was yeah. the longest odds between Denver, I mean, uh, between Utah and Golden State. Utah's plus 1,300 right now. And Utah, early on through this season, is the second-best team in the NBA against the spread, 6-2. and two. So I probably would have went Utah just because they well, – I probably would just bet them both. Cleveland. I had Utah last year. I still got a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. That debacle uh, against the Clippers. I'm really not sure what happened. Uh, they start infighting in the middle of, like, an NBA, like, conference, yeah. like, series. like. But so, I'll give them another shot. So right now, Cleveland is the best team in the NBA against the spread, 7-3. and three. Against the spread, Miami, Utah, Chicago are all next at six and two against the spread. The worst team in the NBA against the spread is the Los Angeles Lakers, two and seven against the number this season, losing by a margin of five point seven points. I love the Lakers because they're just they're they're we so the there's so much entertainment. In this flame out, mm-hmm. I mean, it, every night they give you something. New. <laughs> I mean, Carmelo shooting the air ball. You know, Russell is throwing the ball in the stands. Uh, it just, it's amazing. You wow. know, what's wild is considering like the high expectations that I think some people have on a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves is that there are two and six against the spread this yeah. season, so uh, they're not covering it all either. Was it that came on? Uh, and gave us Memphis, Aaron, JVT, JVT came high on Memphis. Yeah, he Six said he loved against the spread this season. Over thirty-four and a half wins, mm, five and four. And right we now. did not talk about this team in the East, but I think he might be wrong on under forty-three for the Knicks. The Knicks seem like, at least in the regular season, they kind of picked up off of the momentum they had last year. They yeah. looked pretty good so far. Knicks are playing well. They lost two straight after starting out five and one, but this was a huge win against the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Knicks are going to have these nights throughout the NBA season. They're going to get up 
for certain games. Uh, I thought they did a great job this offseason by bringing in not just Kemba Walker, but Evan Fournier as well. So now Derrick Rose has to come off the bench. He's not starting for you, which makes them their bench even deeper. Um, you know, you have R.J. Barrett, who's growing and coming into his own. Obi Toppin is contributing. Uh, this, this is going to be a feisty Knicks team this season. I don't know if I'd go as far as to... Bet the Knicks at, what are they right now, plus 9,000 to win the NBA title? I wouldn't go that far, but I definitely think the Knicks will be a team that you can bet on certain nights like tonight where they were a four-and-a-half, five-point underdog. Where are the defending champs? I know they're below 500. A lot of people don't know they have a bunch of injuries. Oh, they're back. Drew Holiday, yeah. you know, uh, a couple of those guys are... Uh, they're still the, What's the two guard? They're still the third favorite Middleton, to win the title. Middleton, they're still the third yeah. favorite to win the title. They plus, right? plus 850. Yeah, so. They're still the third favorite. And the Bucks will be fine yeah. once they get healthy. You mentioned they're banged up. What uh, about Chicago? Off to a really, really fast start. They added a lot of pieces. DeMar DeRozan, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the center for Orlando in the last year. I still think they're going to, Vucevic, I think they're going to need time to gel. Um, I think that Chicago is going to be a team that you can play on. I mentioned the, the, the stats. They're 6-2 and two against the spread, second best in the NBA, only behind the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's Sean King. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Coming up next, we'll be joined by Jared Smith here on the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 